Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Wednesday, December 22nd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high quality content that was looking forward to the holiday break, but maybe not so soon. Yeah, well, don't worry. The Eagles are letting everybody know all lots are open now. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Flyers. Keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email us at LockdownFlyers at gmail.com. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I am here with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. On today's show, we are going to talk about the game that wasn't versus the Washington Capitals and get into our mailbag a little bit. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you will get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Russ. So it's kind of like a a mixed blessing, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think we were all surprised that the game against Washington was going to move forward and it was looking like it was going to be kind of a mess because of the Eagles game and traffic. I, I don't know. I, I Like I, I'm saying, I have mixed feelings about it. How about you? I, I do too. I mean, I was kidding about helicoptering in for the game, but you know, that wasn't going to happen. And I just, what really annoys me is how the NFL is like the 800 pound gorilla here. And even if there was a chance the Flyers game was going to play, there was zero chance the Eagles were going to make any kind of concession to make parking easier. So all they were going to do was create chaos at the Wells Fargo with Flyers season ticket holders, not even sure if there'd be a spot there waiting for them, even though they paid for it. Like that whole thing doesn't sit well with me. It's never going to sit well. And then, of course, with the Eagles tweet saying, hey, all lots are open now, like, great. They don't even care about the other fan bases. Like it just, it seemed like they used to, When I first moved here, now it's just like, you should only care about us. It is bizarre how that happens. I mean, I understand. Like, people love the Eagles. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. But just the blatant, like, disregard for anything else that goes on in the city and everything else shuts down. God, I feel like a Pick Me fan right now. (laughs) Saying that. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes... Sometimes it's a little irritating because, you know, especially when you're trying to build something. And I mean, I know the Flyers are in a weird spot in terms of that right now. But nonetheless, I think I would have honestly preferred to have the game played at a different time just so that the Flyers could get more one, get one more game in, you know, before the break and, it was an interesting opponent with the Washington Capitals. And, you know, it was because of the Capitals that the yeah. game was postponed. They had uh, at least two players and one more staff member go on their COVID list. You know, yeah, they, had... they already had Kuznetsov and, and Oshi, I think, and then whatever else they added. Mm-hmm. It was unfortunate. And 
So I think that people are both like happy and sad, like I am, that this game did not happen. But so much more happened around the Oof. league as well. You know, we did know that there was a pause put on the league overall so that there were no games scheduled on Wednesday and Thursday. So there will not be a game against Pittsburgh on Thursday as originally scheduled. And then what happened was that they decided to bring back people a day early on the 26th in order to start testing, which, again, I have mixed feelings about because that's great that you're going to do that, except everybody apparently is still allowed. And, you know, I'm not complaining about it for the players or staffs or anything, but they're all traveling to be with their families for the holiday. So the day after Christmas... Just yeah, be safe. Like, like you know, don't go yeah. out and get chicken wings somewhere, if you know what I mean. And make sure you test everybody at at the party. Like, I, you know, it's unfortunate that you have to think about that. But if I were an NHL player and let's say I was hosting the party, I would say I bought tests for everybody and everybody has to test before they come in. Sorry, Uncle Jimmy. I know you're against vaccinations. You can't come. Like, that's just the way it is. That's the thing that I just worry about is that I don't begrudge anybody spending the holiday with their family. But at the same time, I just hope everybody's being safe like that and doing additional precaution and testing because otherwise the testing on the 26th means nothing. I mean, I wish on the 26th they would say everybody's getting a booster shot. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that would that would help the problem because I would almost guess it wouldn't be the number wouldn't be as high as what we're going to talk about. But that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And to be honest. I don't think they're starting up on the 26th. I think let's I be do real not about that. I think so either. But let's talk about that number that you just referred to. So as of recording, there's 131 players in COVID protocols. That's 18% of rosters, 50 games postponed, 45 in the last eight days. Man, that is a lot. It is a lot. And I think what gets lost in the shuffle here is I don't ever want – myself and i hope people don't get numb to people still pass away from this they may not be passing away from omicron but they're passing away from other forms of covid there are a lot of people that work in that building that walk the same halls as the players and they could get sick even if the players aren't that's another reason the league has to uphold all of this it's not just about connor hellebuck saying well we're all good we should all just be able to you know Say if we're you know going to play or not, because if we're symptom-free, why can't we play? This is stupid. I don't know why we can't go to the Olympics. I don't know. It's like it's like he's acting like a high school kid. Like, you, you're, you make millions of dollars. You have a responsibility to the public. And guess what? You're not going to get everything you want like you usually do. That's life. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to say it, really, is that, you know, this is a situation where we have to be thinking about everybody and not just the immediacy of these games. And like you just mentioned, the Olympics, they definitively said that the NHL will not be a part of the Olympics. And my understanding is that they invoked the clause in the CBA that was agreed to about a significant disruption to the NHL season to, right. to withdraw. So let's talk about that. So the players basically forced the, NH the NHL to do this. They did. Because I feel like since the players were given the power of whether they were going to go or not, don't you feel like they should have said something like a week or two ago 
and not put the NHL in the position of being the heavy. But it almost is like the players want the NHL to be the heavy. They don't want to be the ones to tell the other players you can't go. They'd rather have Gary Bettman tell them that. And I just think that's wrong, too. Yeah, I mean, I I can certainly see that. I also see the other side of it where the players don't want to be the ones to tell the public that they aren't going. It's not just... That's fair. You know, that they don't want to be the ones, especially as, you know, the, the CBA and because of COVID has been a lot more contentious in the last couple years and the relationship I think between players and the league has been a little bit more uh, of an issue over the last couple years. And I think that the, the players want to be in the best view possible on the, from the fans perspective. And I, and I think that the disappointment that they can now say, Oh, you know, Sidney Crosby and Steven Stamkos are like, Oh, I wanted another gold medal, you know, I yeah, mean, but you see, but I think I that's mean, unfair I don't think to Stamkos the league has too. One, but you know, no, no, he hasn't. So I mean, I understand being upset and sad about it. Like I, I don't, I'm not mad at them for being sad about it. It's just that you're right in terms. The players want to feel better about themselves and put themselves in a better position, as you know, up against the league and to get the fans on their side. Yeah, I, I just think it shouldn't have been played that way. That's all, because the league did give them the power, and they did, and they were waiting. And nobody, listen, the owners never wanted to go, wanted them to go. And so, like, I'm sure everybody kept waiting, like, okay, I'm sure they're going to say something soon. I'm sure they're going to say something soon. They were never going to say anything. I don't think they were either. It's unfortunate, but this is where we are right now, and it'll probably take a week or two to figure out what the upcoming schedule is going to look like and what they're going to do with those three weeks in terms of having, you know, maybe a week off and maybe stagger it for different Mm -hmm. teams, depending on arena availability. And they have a lot of work to do, and I am not envious (laughs) of that. Listen, worst job, worst job in the country right now, other than being on the front lines in a hospital, is the schedule maker. Would not want to be doing that right now. Well, no. we're going to dig into some questions about the Flyers coming up next. But uh, before we get into that, we've got some questions about how you're taking care of your beard, Russ. Well, I I do take care of it. And... I would just say, got beard, get primal. You heard me right. Got beard, get primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils are renowned as the best feel-in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin. We took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to be the best, but Primal Origin Oils 
challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see the difference. Remember the code locked on. Get you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the locked on at checkout for 20% off. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, or maybe even better than that, to be honest. It's Built Bar. Built Bars are filled with so much holiday goodness, and it's rich with decadent flavor. But it's also amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat. While being high in protein, you get the best of both worlds. And they have so many flavors of to choose from, you will have a hard time deciding. Are you going to have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or, or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie? Bill Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and finish up your holiday shopping. Bill Bar can give you that little something extra to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse. You never know when you're going to need it. And if you want to cozy up with something warm, Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. You let it melt a little bit and it gives your hot chocolate a bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. And if you like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, get your hands on Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through with different flavors all covered in chocolate. So go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Once again, thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. They've got nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. All right, Russ. So now that we have this pause, there are a lot of questions, I think, going into whenever the next stretch of games now. And I think it'll give both us and the team some time to reflect. So the first question is, are the Flyers better now? Well, I mean, the record is, right, the like 4-0-1. I feel like they're marginally better. I feel like the third pair is better with uh, Connaughton on there, but Keith Yandel's still on there, so it's not quite better. I think they do own the puck a little better. I think there are guys gaining the offensive zone better, like Travis Sanheim. So I do feel like there's a little better puck possession. I do feel like they're playing a little better in the neutral zone. So there's some slight improvement, but I don't I don't think they're they're there yet. And I honestly I don't know if they have enough runway in the season to get there in time, just because of when they fell behind. So that's we're gonna see because now with you know with the pause, that is something where if they did have momentum, you're starting flat footed again. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's it's hard to make an assessment because I think the chaos of those first few days were <laughs> just that, chaos. And I don't think they had time to really settle on a system until maybe the third game in to the stretch. And so I just still feel like there's not enough information to, to know if they're better now. I mean, from what we do know, you're right. They're marginally better for most of the reasons that you talked about. You know, I do think that there are specific players who are stepping up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, even if it doesn't show that on the score sheet. Um, I, I would say Travis Konechny is one of those guys for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm very pleased that Oscar Lindblom is finding success. Yes. 
And so I think that there are little signs that maybe some of the guys that were struggling are maybe finding stride. Is this pause going to derail that? I don't know. I'm trying to be a glass half full, but also realistic. Uh, you yeah, know. it's it's a tough question. Like, it just is. It's also difficult because the infamous press conference that Chuck Fletcher gave before AV got fired, the I'm not firing him press conference, right? where he talked about those 10 game blocks. I don't, I don't want to fall into that same trap. No. Because... I think that if we're just looking at this microcosm of the season with these, you know, five or so games that Mike Yo has coached the team, like you can't use that to assess the team. Exhibit A is Chuck Fletcher talking about those 10 game blocks, right? Yeah. So I, I just feel like it's too soon to tell, but I think we have to do it anyway, given the circumstances. All right, next question. This is such a tough one, and there's no good answer. But should the Flyers wait until Keith Yandel breaks the record before making a move with him? The question's been asked of me, and we'll add it to this question. Was there an agreement between the club and Keith Yandel that when he comes there, he'd be able to break the record there if he's healthy? It kind of seems that way. I don't know. Nobody will admit to it, but it does kind of seem that way. Because honestly, if you were looking for a moment where you could say, hey, we have to do the thing that's best for the team, Keith Yandel wouldn't start that next game after the break. It just wouldn't be that way. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't played well. During even the Mike Yo time, he's been bad. And he's almost cost him games. So honestly, that's if you did it then, if you did the, the, the break then and got it over with with the bad PR, it would it would move out quickly, I think. But I have to say, I think he's going to keep playing. I wonder if they're looking over their shoulders at Phil Kessel because he is so close behind Keith Yandel that are they going to say, well, it's not even worth it because you're only going to have the record for so long, right? Right, right. I just wonder how much that factors into it. Or, good, or if Keith Yandel is thinking, oh, I'll take the record for two and a half months. I don't care. Well, I'm sure he would like to do that. I mean, I think any player would. I don't know. It's a tough one. All right. Next question. Will the break help Ryan Ellis recover? I'm going to say no, because I'm going to think that being away from the team means he's not going to be doing as much in the way of recovery. I'm sure that the rest will be fine. But he actually needs to rehab. And I don't know if he's going to rehab right through the holidays. I mean, that's that's a tough thing to ask of anybody. So will it help him? Probably not. I don't think so either, because especially with COVID, like, is he going to even be able to get some time in a rink or right, right. a gym? I just don't think he'll be even able to start doing anything until maybe after the new year. Yeah, that's that's possible. I Honestly, that's why I always say, or I've been saying lately, I don't think he's back until the end of January. Just in time for the not Olympic break, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when the games get really condensed. Oh, man. I just started thinking about that with the condensed schedule they're going to have. And then the Stanley Cup won't get awarded until July. I mean, they might be playing like blocks of 10 games in a row. Or, yeah, almost like AHL style with weekends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're in for a quite a ride. All right. Well... 
Unfortunately, there's no NHL games to bet on right now, but there definitely are other sports happening. And if you're going to make those bets, go to Bet Online because they have you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, especially as football season continues its march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Russ, so we have a few more questions to get to today, and there's a few about Mike Yo. So we talked about the team overall, but individually, who has been the most improved player under Mike Yo? I, mean, I think it's Travis Sanheim. He, the way he's gaining the zone, the way he's playing defense, puck movement, just his entire game, he's smiling more. He used to always smile a lot, and I think there was a point this year where he stopped smiling. And so I just feel like his whole game is opened up. And maybe he's not going to get the point totals we all hope for this year. But if you get this kind of play, it's fine. And so I do feel like it's it's Sanheim. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, I mentioned Travis Konechny in the previous segment, and I think that he has also improved a lot. I feel like his confidence is back, but I think you're right. If you're going to pick one player in terms of who has improved the most, it's Travis Sandheim. On the converse side, has anyone taken a step back under Mike Yo? Yeah, Keith Yandel. He probably didn't have a step to give. And I think the turnovers have gotten worse. And I think he was expected to play even a little bit more defensive hockey. And we haven't seen that. I even think his battle has been less. So it's kind of him. I mean, you know, we saw players taking away the puck from him. I just, I don't see any crispness in his game. Do you? No, I think he's been a little hesitant too with his decision making. Yeah. And I think that's caused some of the problems, to be honest. I think for me, Keith Yandel's a good selection there and I know this is kind of a cop-out but it's Nick Sealer and I know he just hasn't been in but I think that it's you know a recognition that maybe he doesn't belong there and that's why they got Kanaten because they Mm -hmm. needed somebody with better skills than than he has so maybe he didn't take a step back but I think that it was there was just a recognition that maybe he just wasn't the right guy That's fair. Okay, the next question. Do we think that Mike Yo gets a pass because of everything and gets a longer shot at the head coaching slot? I think now with COVID blowing up, yes. I think that that has changed. I don't even think there's a shot at replacing him this year. Is there a shot they'll get another coach? I'm giving it, you know, like a, you know, other defensive coach. I'm going to give it 10% now. Like, I just feel like none of that's going to happen now. So I think he gets this shot, and hopefully he can make the most of it. I think it's going to be hard to ask someone to come into like a COVID situation now that is completely out of it. So 
Yeah, I just think it's a lot to ask now. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that he's going to be the head coach for the duration of the season. I do think they're going to evaluate in the offseason. I, I don't think they're yes. they're going to necessarily keep him on after that, even if the team does well. I think they're going to do a serious search. But uh, I just, yeah, I think he's he's it for this season. All right, one last question on something completely different. And this is hockey that is happening. I'm excited we're going to get to talk about it on the show. So what's going on with World Juniors in terms of the tournament? Where is it and how do we watch it? Okay, so yeah, it's in Edmonton and Red Deer. Players have been there since the 15th. And honestly, they've been sequestered. So they really are having an unofficial bubble there. Players, refs, coaches, all that. So... Again, the players will have, like, their Xbox room and play ping pong. And Caden Gooley told me about the how he loves to play ping pong, and the guys get really, really competitive. So I think that is good for the players so they have, like, another outlet to get their creative uh, energy out. So that's good. Uh, it's going to be on NHL Network, and NHL Network is actually going to show all the games. They should have been doing this all along, but they haven't. This is the first time. So that's good. Now, they've canceled a lot of prelims. So the 23rd is when you're going to see prelims. Just check your schedule. And then the 25th is when it starts. So everybody will get to see everything. This is a nice thing. We still have hockey. Luckily, I've been covering the World Juniors for so long, and I'm part of the media coverage. So listen here, and I'll have a lot of info for everybody. I am very excited about that. As I have said many times, I am a World Juniors junkie. This is where I get obsessed with certain prospects, (laughs) where I summarily get disappointed when the Flyers can't draft every single one of them. But again, I will forever be grateful that I got one of those guys that I fell in love with at World Juniors, and that's Joel Farabee. So maybe we'll get somebody else. Who knows? (laughs) All right, wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing. Russ, you brought this to my attention. I was not aware that there is a Flyers Charities license plate that you can get in Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can go to um, NHL.com slash Flyers slash community license plate info or just type in Flyers license plate. And you'll see there's a couple different options here. Uh, it's 60 bucks if you just want to uh, get their plate, just the Flyers plate, or you can get a personalized one for 170 and then it tells you how you can, you know, get all the paperwork done. And I think it's great. It's for Jersey, PA, Delaware. Like, this is good. If you really want to support your club and help in charity, what better way? Because honestly, I used to just kind of get annoyed that motor vehicles would just be like, hey, you want plates? And sure, I, I did have a a plate like that when I was in Virginia about, I think it was Mets Express because I'm a big Met fan because I was living in Virginia for a few years. I had to like let people know. Are you know. sure you so, want to say that, that you're a Mets fan? Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I do feel like this is great for, for all the people. And I feel like the Flyers have done a nice thing here, expediting all the trouble of the paperwork, like letting you know how to do it. So very cool. Yeah, if I uh, didn't live in New York, I would definitely be looking into it myself. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. And as a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send us in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Flyers. 
or you can email the show at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology. S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your sports gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Have a great day, everyone.